Welcome back to episode 8 of From the Hive. As always, I'm Ryan Schistel, joined by Sierra Mari and Bailey Winfrey. You will hear a segment later on from Anna Vary. But in this episode of From the Hive, we have a very special guest. Bailey, why don't you introduce her? So on the show today, we have Rachel Rash. She is a social media content creator from Southern California, and she's one of my best friends. So hey, Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Bailey. I'm Rachel. I'm from Corona, California, located just a little bit outside of Los Angeles. Um, I'm a social media content creator. I work mostly off of Instagram. Um, Staying away from TikTok, don't like the algorithm there. But I do mostly fashion. I work with a few brands like American Eagle. Shannon's awful are new to my collection right now. And then also I'm working with like Celsius because I do have a brain injury. I'll talk a little bit about that later. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So for this week's episode, we are going to ask Rachel a few questions about her line of work, and then, like normal, near the back half of the show, we're going to just kind of ramble and talk around like yes. we normally do. But, Sarah, why don't you ask the first mm-hmm. question? Um, Rachel, what led you to the career that you're in currently? It's kind of funny. So I started on American Eagle, and I was just like a normal BA, yeah. which is just a normal like sales associate. And then I actually moved up and I became the store manager for the whole entire store. And then on Zipline, it's the spread that we have with like all communication through all the stores. I saw a notice and it was like influencers uprising. So I looked into it and it was a program that American Eagle was starting out with. So I do have to give like my whole career to American Eagle round of applause for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I applied for the program and they actually chose me and three other people. And I still talk to those three girls to this day. And it was just like an inspiring program that they were starting for just American Eagle at the beginning. And then they were going to go further and start developing more influencers within just the brand. But then they decided to take the initiative and kind of work with me and then the two other girls that I came on with. So now that we've got more brand deals with them and then they also grew our following, giving us like more collaborations that we can get and then reaching out to more agencies and stuff like that. Um, And then most recently I just signed with American Eagle to model for them. So based off like the other side of the influencer side I'm also like a model now for them so that's pretty cool that's amazing oh my gosh that's amazing so Rachel what does a typical day in your life look like okay so I was thinking about this I was like I could totally make this up and be like oh I do this all the time but I'm also a college student and a lot of influencers don't go to college so my day in life with me is a little bit different coming from a media side and also like a student side um, I go to school in the morning, every morning, but like I said, I also have a brain injury, so therapy plays a role in my life. So going from school straight to therapy and then to calls or meetings, or even just going on photo shoots, it's like such a long day. However, it's like fun and engaging. Um, but when I'm like on just a shoot for a whole day, I just did a shoot in LA for literally 12 hours and I was draining. But it's just bouncing from location to location and then going through hair and makeup and everything and then just creating the content and all the behind the scenes and then later on going through it and just making and creating everything on your own with all the stuff that you already have. So it's a little time consuming, but once you get everything settled and like set in the the right path, it's a good thing. Like Sundays I go through and I preset all my, everything I do on social media. So it automatically posts. So I save the time during the week. So when I have like my calls and everything, it's less. So I think playing a role of being a student alongside being a creator is pretty difficult and it makes my life look really chaotic. All my friends are like, I don't know how you're even breathing at this point because I forget to eat and sleep and stuff because it's so busy. So I can confirm. (laughs) (laughs) That's scary, but it seems like you're managing it well. 
Oh, I'm very I'm very proud of you. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, what is it like being a content creator in SoCal, and is the competition extremely tough? In Southern California, I wouldn't say the competition is extremely tough because every creator is a little bit different. Also, every brand has different things that they want from a creator. So depending on like what your foundation is depends on what brands will reach out to you. If you're trying to reach out to certain brands that a lot of people want, so like say, for instance, Revolve Fest is going on right now, because Coachella is going on, um, they actually reached out to me and I was partnering with them and I was going to go. But it's hard to get in with that because every creator wants to go to it. It's just like a free convention and stuff. So when it's something that everybody wants to do and a partnership that everybody wants, that's when the competition gets tough because Got each it. company and stuff has their own certain things that they want to look for. But I think the best thing is, is being in SoCal. I tell Bailey all the time, if she ever wants to work in the industry, she should come to SoCal because everything's popping. Either being in SoCal or even I'm going to start working up in New York for twice, for two weeks out of every month. Those are like the two hot spots. So I think it's beneficial. Also, like growing up when content houses were a big thing, you could go around those and you can always make your content and collaborate with other people. So collaborations were key and it grew everybody's following the most. So. So, Rachel, do you typically work with other content creators or, you know, what other content creators or just famous people in general have you worked with? When I started off, um, I started off when the Hype House blew up. So I was, COVID happened, and this sounds probably so bad, but I was always at the Hype House during COVID. Um, We were constantly filming content and everything, like working with Maddie Monroe, Vonnie Gregg, Nick Austin, Ryland Storms, and all them. And then Charlie and Dixie came into the mix and Addison. Um, I got really close with a very controversial person, James Charles. <laughs> so whenever he was filming like his sister collection and all that and all his videos, I got to be there and like see the content behind the scenes. So that was pretty cool. I wasn't like ever involved in those ones. Um, however, being around that environment was like really good and that's how I started. And then now to this day I still meet with certain people. I've collaborated with like Outer Banks, um, some of the people from All American, um, one of the girls from Summer I Turned Pretty because she's collaborated with American Eagle, and then just like smaller content creators. It's also like in SoCal, everybody knows each other, and like all these content creators like grew up around us. Like Olivia Rodrigo grew up ten minutes away from my house, and like I used to do theater with her. So you know people from before, and then you're like, oh wow, they're like a person now. So it's like you have those connections from before <laughs> and it helps. So then that's how you can like easily make your connections. But like say I wanted to connect with somebody that was like when Becca means I love her dearly. I would love to work with her. She used to live in New York. I couldn't just like text her and be like, Hey, cause it's also hard because a lot of people don't check their own DMs and stuff. So if you don't yeah. have their number then it's harder to get through, like my management team goes through my DMs before anybody else, before I even see my DMs. And they, like, filter them out. So it's, like, harder to get in connections with people. You have to physically, like, know their Instagram or even Snapchat and stuff mm. like that. If you could pick one person to collaborate with, who would it be? Um, I would choose Becca Mean. She is a, she's an uprising social media content creator. Um, she's still, she's growing at the moment. She's, like, friends with, like, Olivia Pontoon and stuff like that. So she's still uprising. But she's very true to herself and natural. Um, if you were to look at my content, I'm true to myself. I wear the least amount of makeup. I don't like putting on like a fake front because working in social media, you also know that everything in social media is fake. You never believe what you see on the internet. Mm-hmm. So I like her content because she sticks true to herself and she shows her true colors just like Emma Chamberlain does. Um, and I think I, you can just connect with her. We have a lot of same interests. I've met her once. 
was the best time of my life. So to like shoot content with her and like collab with her would be amazing. So what are some of the life lessons that you've learned throughout just like your time in your career? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, to start off, like I said, this isn't like a life lesson, but this is a lesson that I did have to learn like growing up. A lot of girls in particular will like compare themselves to people on the on social media and like don't do that because mm-hmm. it's not you're people aren't true and genuine like they're doing it just for money and stuff like that or like they'll be wearing certain products I know there's a big old scandal right now about makeup going on this girl she promoted makeup and wasn't even makeup she put on her face so it's like stuff like that like don't always believe everything work on the, you see on the internet and that can take you a long way and then also just like stay consistent. And that can that can go for anything, not even just social media. Like school, stay consistent. We'll get good grades, and that can lead you somewhere in the, in the future. Uh, she dropped really, her AirPod. She dropped my AirPod. <laughs> um, but stuff like that t- plays a big part into it. And then just like honestly, people are fake. <laughs> <laughs> so like finding the right people to associate yourself with, I learned this the hard way. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you're around the same people that truly will inspire you and uplift you and continue to go forward rather than like hold you back from your aspirations and your dreams and stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. What is one of your coolest experiences in the field? Um, my coolest experience would probably be working with Outer Banks. I worked with them for about a week. Um, started off with going to the premiere. I got to like walk the red carpet with them and then do like small interviews on the red carpet with them then watch the premiere with them and then hang out with them for like the rest of the week, work a meet and greet with them, go to dinner, get coffee. And then I worked this event called Puglandia with them. It was like a Netflix documentary that they're making, but they had a whole event. It was free to the public, but you just, it was hard to get tickets. They had little baby perform and Khalid and stuff like that. And I think that was like the number one connection because like, and the coolest experience because yeah. leading up to it, we had a group chat where we were talking all in it. So it was like getting to hang out with the cast and like associate yourself with them and like be in a group chat Loki was scared to talk in the group chat because I was like oh my god I don't know these people but then getting meeting them in person it's like Chase Stokes to this day I still talk to less than dearly him and Kelsey Bellarini um gonna be with them next weekend at Stagecoach so it's a huge thing to like make these connections and that was like an experience that I'll never forget it was like being alongside them like seeing their true selves and like hanging out with them in their trailers and then the whole day and then continuing on the relationship later like to this day, still talk to all of them. Like I said, Chase all the time I talk to. Madeline Klein, not as much, but like Madison Bailey and all of them, they're all cool and sweethearts and I love them dearly and I can't wait to collab with them again in the future because mm-hmm. they still work with American Eagle. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know there was like that um, collaboration between them and American Eagle too. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just, you know, out of what you said, just, I mean, the life seems like it can be stressful, but it can be really fun, it sounds like, especially mm-hmm. meeting you know, all those big time people that, you know, you look at younger generations, they kind of look up to some of these people mm-hmm. now. So I think it's kind of cool that, you know, you get to hang out with them for fun and like, you know, you get to do stuff with them. That's it's work, but like at the same time, you get to enjoy yourself while you work. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's cool to like associate with them and stuff like that. So. All right, Rachel, I have a little bit of a follow-up question and it's not on the list. Um, you had spoken about your brain injury how do you balance um, your work life with your school life with having your injury? Um, well, 
I can like recap my injury for a little bit. I make a joke and I say I died, but I didn't actually die. <laughs> um, I was in a soccer accident and I obtained a brain injury. I was down for about like almost two years, recovery, therapy and everything. And then I just recently backtracked and I think it's because I've been so busy with everything with school. Um, I'm also a med major, business and marketing major. So I'm a triple major. And it's also really rare if you can't be a triple major, you have to have, like go through all these certain extents for it. So all of the classes and everything was too strenuous on my brain to where it made me go backwards. So staying consistent and like planners, a lot of my friends laugh at me, love all the soccer boys dearly, but they laugh <laughs> at me all the time because I have to have a to-do list for everything and I have to mark everything off. Or if I start to forget myself, they'll like laugh at me and they'll be like, Rachel, come on now. You just said this. I'm like, it's my brain. Like I put everything on my brain and it's hard. But especially in the management and like when I was just a manager at American Eagle, it was like harder because a lot of people don't understand that a lot of people will look at you and be like, oh, she's totally fine. Like a brain injury you don't see. But nobody knows what I'm truly going through. And it's harder when I live with a headache every day, like what you guys would have for a migraine. And that's what I continue to live with. But nobody understands like, oh, when I have a brain injury, I'm like, feel like I'm dying. Like when you guys have, it's worse than when you guys have a migraine. So trying to make the balance and the time for it and, like, make sure I prioritize the right things and, like, also knowing what to say no. Um, this was a huge thing recently. I was invited to Coachella with White Fox. And the following weekend, I was invited somewhere. And then I'm also going to stagecoach with American Eagle. And then I have another trip planned the following weekend. So it's four weekends in a row. And because, like, my head is so backtracked right now, my medical team told me I had to choose only two weekends to go to things. So it was, like, hard to prioritize certain things also when you get plus one tickets and your friends are like thinking they're going with you because you've already confirmed this. And then all of a sudden they can't go. It's like hard to adjust. And also I'm a huge people pleaser. Mm. So that plays a huge role. And sometimes I don't prioritize my health. So just making sure I have that balance and put myself first has been like what I've noticed I needed to do no matter what. And I need to learn to say no. I've said no to a couple like events and stuff. I know there's been times where I wake up and I'm like, no, I have a headache. I'm not going to a shoot today. Like, they can't shoot if I'm not there. Yeah. So they have to reschedule it. So it's a bad mindset to do, but I, having making sure that my health comes first is always a huge thing now. That's good. I'm glad that you're prioritizing your health because that's the only way that you're going to move forward in this content creation is if you're doing exactly. okay. Exactly. So we are going to step away for a quick bit. And we're going to listen in to Anna Berry, who pre-recorded her segment, as always. So we'll be right back. Hello from the Hive listeners. This is Anna Berry, buzzing in to let you know what's happening on the campus of St. Ambrose University, as well as in the Quad Cities community. Today I am highlighting how SAU celebrated Earth Day, and how the campus is conducting activities and events to do their part in preserving the environment. On Friday, April 21st, SAU Club Green Life and the Sustainability Committee orchestrated an Earth Day celebration event from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. on the St. Ambrose Rogalski patio. At this celebration event, there were tree wrappings with the Living Lands and Water Organization, music, a food truck, free energy drinks every hour with a reusable cup, vendors that were selling environmentally friendly things, and community organizations that came to provide education about the environment and how we can all preserve it. KALA was also at this Earth Day celebration, and we had a blast playing music and saying hi to everyone who stopped by. The Club Green Life and the St. Ambrose's Residence Life are also hosting their annual event of the recycling competition in the dorm halls. 
Every night from Sunday, April 23rd to Wednesday, April 26th, SAU dorm residents can earn points for properly recycling items for their particular hall. The Student Government Association and the Sustainability Committee of SAU are excited to announce that they are having a Litter Palooza. A Litter Palooza is a litter cleanup competition within the SAU campus and prizes are included. Last year, there were over 20 teams and they collected over 900 pounds of trash in the neighborhoods around the SAU campus. The Student Government Association and the Sustainability Committee are excited to collect even more this year. This Litterpalooza event will be on Sunday, April 30th, from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., and the teams will meet on the St. Ambrose's Rogalski patio. If you would like to be a part of Litterpalooza, you can still sign up. Just contact SAU's Student Government or the Sustainability Committee. SAU is also launching its first-ever solar panel fundraiser. As part of SAU's Earth Day celebration and the SAU Day of Giving, every dollar contributed to this fundraiser will support a brighter future for the SAU campus. The amount of panels depends on the amount donated. There are also incentives for donating. Contact Emily Rettler of SAU for more information. With all that being said, clearly, St. Ambrose knows the importance of Earth Day and will continue to make campus sustainable all year long. Thank you so much from the Hive listeners for tuning into my portion of the show. Once again, I'm Anna Vary, and I'm sending you back to the Hive. Welcome back. Thank you, Anna, for that segment. So, Rachel, obviously I've spent a lot of time out with you, um, but Ryan and Sierra have not. So I kind of know the difference between small St. Ambrose and CBU, where you go. What is kind of, um, I mean, you've been here, so what do you think is the biggest difference between... Okay, campuses. so when I went out there, when I went out there, you guys, like, walked me on, on a little tour of also freezing, freezing, a girl from California, no. Mind you, it was, it. like, 50 degrees. Oh, my God. It was freezing. <laughs> I was literally, I had leggings underneath my pants and three jackets on. Also, jet lagged. So, but walking the campus, you guys were like, okay, and that's our campus. And we, like, went in a circle. And I was like... Oh my goodness! My school is so That's big. That's it. Then they were telling, they were telling me how they like you guys only have like two thousand kids. Yeah, yeah pretty much. about two thousand. Yeah, two thousand, three thousand, yeah. something in between there. Yeah, here at Cal Baptist, we have thirty six thousand kids. So <laughs> could never. Mm-mm. And like it's a, in my school, it's like a smaller school too. It's nothing compared to UCLA. Like it's smaller, so it's crazy to see like you guys. It's so small. Like, sometimes it takes me 25 minutes to walk to class. Or I even have wow. to drive to class because it's way off campus because there's so many different locations. Like, I have classes on an airport over here. Mm. So it's crazy to see that. But also, I like how you guys are, like, all involved because it is a smaller environment. Like, going to the sporting events. Here, we're known for our basketball team. It is not good, though. Um, <laughs> but people go to events, but it's not like what you guys had turned out. Right. I think it's a little bit different. I think it's kind of hit or miss with us, though. I'm not going to lie. Some of our sports teams aren't fantastic, so people just don't show up. I was going to say, like, as as somebody here who broadcasts sports, like, I can tell you our sports teams are not the best. I mean, (laughs) our basketball team won five games this year, football won two or three. Uh, (laughs) But you have a football team. We oh, don't. you guys don't even have a football team, huh? No, but they have no, a fantastic men's soccer team. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love my soccer boys. I told them I was going to give them a shout-out on this. Well, we're both so. giving them a shout-out. You can name-drop them if you want. Out. 
Yeah. Who should I name drop? Hmm. Yeah, you'll see some of them go pro, um, but only some of them, like Dave, Leo, Adolfo. I could see Adolfo going pro. I love how your friends have no clue who these people are. (laughs) It's okay. Okay, Rachel, next question. Um, What do you guys do? I already know this because I spent a week out there with you at the beginning of your semester. But what do you guys do for fun? Because here we get the option of like, Going and walking around Target, or maybe going golfing. <laughs> we don't have very much to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it honestly depends who your friends are. <laughs> um, my friend group is very active, so we like going to Top Golf. We'll go to Top Golf probably like three times a month as a whole group, and it's a group outing. Or we go to the drive-ins. Sometimes when you just want to get out. You just drive by the beach for like an wow. hour in the pouring rain. So fun. Um, the that's always down. a vibe going to the beach. Ha- yeah, having some bonfires or even just like normal movie nights. We do family dinners a lot. So we'll cater places all the time. Like going, I live local. I'm only about 20 minutes away from school and a lot of my friends are international students or they are away from home. So like my parents kind of like took them in under their shell. So we go to my house a lot and we just, hang out around town but there's way more to do here than there is to do in Iowa I remember I was starving (laughs) and everything was closed and I was like did we go to Sonic or in and out here at two in the morning so I was like I'm starving right now time changes affect me and they're like oh the only thing open is McDonald's and it closes in 20 minutes and I was like no I think the only thing open was that Burger King up on 53rd no not that night when I went with Katie (laughs) Oh, <laughs> yeah. We also go to this place called the Bi. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. <laughs> it's a bar. Uh, it's line dancing. It'll be fine. It's a line dancing bar, so everyone goes line dancing on Wednesday nights. Mm. See, that sounds fun. Yeah, that does not even. That does. It's not fun. <laughs> oh, oh, well, maybe maybe we were wrong, Sarah. It's like <laughs> carriage meets like someplace in Nashville. That's the best way I can describe it. Because they like they play like carriage was fun though. Sierra and I are Sierra and I are under twenty one. We yeah we, we wouldn't know. know. We don't know carriage. Oh, you can also cut this out. <laughs> we don't need to cut it out. I have a question for Rachel and Bailey. How oh. did you two meet? How are you guys? How did you okay, become friends? Okay, if you want to know what's funny, my childhood best friend is her roommate. <laughs> wow. So you met through her. Yeah, so we were, I would FaceTime Katie all the time. I don't know if you know Katie Burr, but love her dearly, too. Um, I would FaceTime Katie all the time, and Bailey would be in the room. And then she finally came out <laughs> last year, maybe, or the year before. It was June of 2021. Yeah, they came out, and I kind of, like, took them around for a little bit. They were here for, like, a week. And we all just hung out, and then ever since then, like, our connection just grew. But I feel like me and Bailey are just, like, the same person. Mm. Oh, that's... So it's easier to connect. Like Katie, I love Katie, but she's like sheltered. So Katie called it though. She knew that we were gonna be like twin flames, I guess. Yeah. And How are you two Bailey, similar? Like she's so. What was that? How are we similar? I just think we have the same personality, and we're also like very bubbly. Like if you see me, I talk to every single person. We have no the same what. energy. Yeah. And I also like with Bailey, like she is so personable, and she can make connections with everybody. Like. When I say all my friends are the soccer boys, they're all the soccer boys. And here in California, 
athletes do not hang out with narcs. Like, they do not hang out with narcs. Narcs? I'm What's an exception that? because you, I played you soccer might in wanna, college, but then I got you hurt. You don't know what a narc is? No. You might want to Okay, so that. a narc is a, is a non-athletic regular person. Oh. Uh, <laughs> got it, got it. Okay, but they love Bailey. I mean, they're uh, like, oh my gosh, when's Bailey coming back? When's Bailey coming back? Fun out? fact, they call He's me the Iowa. They call I'm you. not even from Iowa. <laughs> it's crazy, though, and it just, like, it shows people's... <laughs> true connections and their true colors. I am fidgeting over here. I don't know if you can see it. I can see you, but the listeners cannot see you. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> okay, so this one just kind of Wait, popped in. can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so you guys like Atomic over there, but like, mm-hmm. besides Starbucks, do you have mom and pop coffee shops? Oh, we have a ton of them. We have too many. Yeah, I mean, there's, too many there's almost a coffee shop like that. Almost every block, I want to say, around here. Yes. Within the block of campus. I like Iron and Grand. It's just across from campus. We were going to take you, but we didn't have time. But just in the general, like, block of campus, or maybe two or three blocks away, there's at least four or five of those mom and pop coffee shops. I mean, what's what's the one? Mom and pop coffee shops are amazing. What's the one that I'm thinking of? Almost if you're heading towards uh, Brady Street Stadium. Is it Revolution? Revolution Coffee. Yeah. But they also have the atomic type drinks. Do they? I've yeah. only ever had their coffee. And I've only ever gone there like once or twice. But. Well, in this general vicinity, so if you go across Locust, there's Iron and Grain. Yes. Then on Brady, right at Brady and Locust, is Area 51 Coffee. Yep. I don't know anybody that's ever been there. <laughs> across yeah. Main, or across Harrison, there's Main Street Coffee. Mm. And then you go down Brady and there's Revolution. Yes. That's the one thing I noticed actually moving here from illinois was there are so many mom and pop coffee shops here my i love atomic and i've never heard of like an energy drink place like that that strictly sells those kind of drinks i've I think never it's really a thing around here i never heard of that before rachel never heard of it fun i mean fun I didn't fact know it existed. Yeah. i had atomic for the first time over the summer because i had to mm-hmm. come up here for a weekend and Sierra forced me to drive her there, and I was like, well, I'll try it. <laughs> oh, during COVID, I definitely had um, I Atomic three times a week. We would drive out here because it was the only thing that we could do. So we would get Atomic, and then we would go to Target, and then on our way out, we would go to Hertz Donuts and bring donuts. Aww. Right right after my roommate gets out of class, he's going to Atomic, and he's getting me something while we do this. Okay. Rachel, you have a favorite coffee shop, mom and pop coffee shop. You're always there. Yes. My favorite coffee shop is Daily Brew, and it is owned by CBU, by California Baptist. <laughs> so it's crazy that our, our school owns it. But it's like my favorite. I used to be a Starbucks girl. I used to go three times a day. Um, they took my whole bank account. But yeah. now it's like it's just so burnt there, and yeah. I'm not a fan. And all the mom and pop ones, a zebra is my new go-to drink right now, and they make it the best. And they also sell jalapeno cheesecake, cream, cream cheese bagels. Oh, that sounds wow. fire. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, those are fire and they're homemade. Rachel, do you have oh, a lot I'm of gonna go food? Get one after this. Do you have a lot of food places nearby? Like a lot of mama pop, I guess, food places, or is it like In and Out and bigger corporations? We have a lot of mom and pop places, but like I don't really go to them. We go to like the bigger ones. Mm. I was originally I went to school at Colorado in Colorado. And it was crazy because when I went there, I was like, dude, they're not going to have anything from California. <laughs> Everyone always says, like, California has the best food. It was so weird to me because they had everything. Even, like, the most randomest fast food chains that they have here, like Fazuli's, 
y'all probably don't know what that is. Mm-mm. But it's like an Italian place that's fast food. They Fizzoles? had it there, and I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Oh, we have that here. It's in Moline. What? Gazzoli. Fazoli's. Fazoli's, yeah. Fazoli. There's one in it's Des Moines, pasta, too. It's right? Yeah. I've never... There, I think there's one in Des Moines. My family's from Des Moines, spot. so... There's one in Moline. It's right across from the Target and the Starbucks that I always go to. Where's Moline? That's where you flew into. <laughs> oh, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you flew into Moline, and then we just drove across the river to pick you up. Guys, it was also like 6 a.m. when I was flying, so... Fair. Don't think I'm done. Never. Okay, so Rachel, you talked a little bit earlier about, like, you know, just different content creators or, you know, actors, actresses that you've worked with. Um, what about, like, athletes? You know, do you ever get invited to Dodgers games, you know, basketball games out there? And do you ever get to work with the sports teams, or is it not gotten to that point quite yet? Um, I've gotten tickets to go to an Angels game, and it was right behind home plate. Um, but that's pretty much it. A lot of my concerts I go to because I go to a lot of concerts. There was a weekend I went to a week that I went to four concerts in one week. I've partnered with brands, so like anything I go to wise has never been me paying for it. Like I went to SZA because Ticketmaster sent me and stuff like that. But I would love to work with athletes only because I was an athlete and I love sports so much. San Diego San Diego Wave is a women's soccer team, uh, and that was like my absolute favorite. That I ever like watched growing up, and Alex Morgan is my favorite athlete of all time, and she plays for them. So I would love to be able to like get tickets to go to them, or even go like behind the scenes with them, because I just recently went to an event with anyone knows who Alex Cooper is. I know who Alex Daddy Cooper Cat is. Cat. Yeah, um, she was just on the Kelly Clarkson's show, and Barstool sent me tickets, so I got to go like behind stage and like hang out with her and her mom, and I got to take two of my friends with me and just experience it all, and it was pretty cool. I love that mm. girl dearly. She was like a huge inspiration to me. So if I could do that on the side of like sports, that would be amazing because I love I love sports. Soccer is my go-to, but mm-hmm. baseball, football. I'm a huge 49ers fan, and I'm a huge Angels fan. So yeah, I mean, I I feel like working, you know, with athletes and content and stuff like that. That would be really fun because, for instance, like I'm a big Cubs fan, the Chicago Cubs, and like they they've got some decent content that they put out on social media and stuff like that but it it always feels like it can be better because a lot of it is just the generic post or stuff like that and i don't know like i feel like working in content with the sports team or with like certain athletes would be really fun right it's actually funny that you say that because i'm graduating with a marketing degree i changed it from a minor to a major because i have to take two years off because of my head um so i can't go to med school immediately so I was like, I still want a big girl job. Like, even though I'm still over here working, I still, like, want that big girl mm-hmm. job. So I've been applying to, like, brands and, like, other people that I could be their social media marketing manager and stuff like that. So I've reached, I've, um, I've applied to, like, PacSun and then Monster Energy because that's based out of Corona. But then also a lot of people, like, sports teams are hiring. So I applied to the Angels for it, LA Galaxy, mm-hmm. LAFC, and stuff like that. Okay, 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 okay. So that was pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds cool. So with that, Rachel, thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. I think we are going to wrap it up here for episode eight of From the Hive. Once again, I'm Ryan Schistel along with Bailey Winfrey and Sierra Murray. You heard a segment earlier from Anna Berry, which was written by McKenna Verdon. A special thank you to Rachel once again for being mm-hmm. here with us. Thank you. And our general thank manager you. and Dave Baker.
That's going to do it for episode eight. We'll be back next week with another episode of From the Hive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.